Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast, where we promote eating your fucking cinnamon rolls, bitch. Go eat them, motherfucker. Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast. Today, we got Mitchell here, and of course, this is Blake, your host. And today, we're going to be talking about um, the new James Cameron movie, Avatar The Way of Water, the long-awaited sequel to the 2009 success, uh, and there's a, I think, 13-year gap in between. And uh, yeah, I mean... We've been waiting for this movie for a long time. The first movie made like $3 billion. So obviously this movie has a lot of expectations it has to meet. And um, I'm going to be honest. I I love this movie. Yeah. Seriously. Like I really, really love this movie. It was uh, um, better than I thought it would, on- it would be, honestly. I mean, maybe not better, but like it wasn't as... Um, I don't know. It didn't make any stupid decisions. It, it made it. It played it fairly safe, which is, I mean, it's kind of cliche. A lot of people don't like that. The fact that it plays it so safe, but like, I think the fact that it plays it so safe is like, it's good for it. It makes it uh, more appealing yeah. for everybody. And I think the story it tells is way more universal than I thought it would be. I, I like, I thought it'd be just a more complex movie that a lot of people wouldn't understand. And it was another just really great like classic story that's been told many times i mean this idea of your family being on the run and you have to transition with another people like adapt and i mean that story's been told a few times but this movie does it in a way that uh is great for the audience in 2022 and um appeals to just about everybody that's why it's made so much money and um I, I, the thirteen-year gap. It, it wasn't it because of the CGI. Well, that was probably a huge. Yeah. Well, they they spent so it. much time in 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 post, which is understandable. I mean, you when you watch the sec the second one, there are like some singular shots that last maybe three seconds, um, that probably took weeks, maybe months, to just render them. Um, not even. Oh yeah. Like after having to create the whole shot to begin with and uh, it's kind of um a a testament to the the balls that james cameron has to pull this off because i think simply just i I think something that's overlooked is he just he wanted to spend so much of this movie in a water environment which is known to be extremely difficult to do um even practically and then now he's computer generating almost all of it um and a bunch of the actors um they have to do a bunch of their mocap stuff in the water or the alternative to that is you have to completely generate a scene or an image from cgi so yeah i think the i think it's the kind of movie that if it if it was rushed even by a a a couple years it would have been a lot different product but i think them taking as long as they they did i think is paid off oh yeah if this movie had crappy cgi then i mean no one would it this wouldn't be nearly as successful as it is 
Yeah. The, the reason it has a success is, I, I would say, in a large part due to the special effects and the way that James Cameron's able to show a completely alien world and make it look real. Like, yeah. I mean, they had to spend so much time designing the ecosystem of this planet and all the creatures and all of the uh, different peoples on the planet, the plants, every, like everything about it. It's so fleshed out. And, and yeah, like you said, the CGI took, it took, it took so long to render some of that stuff. It, it looks photorealistic. All of it. I, yeah. Like there's a few shots I would say with the humans compared with, like, with the Navi that look a little weird just because it's like humans with Navi. But when it's mm-hmm. not, when there aren't humans there, I'd say when it's mostly just the Navi, like what, I mean, that's most of the movie. It looks insanely good. Like, better than anything i've ever seen and i i still think i i think the original avatar still holds up to today's cgi yeah. and this movie blows yeah. that movie out of the water like completely blows it away it's crazy how good it how good it looks and the water yeah. i know that he wanted to do water so bad and it took he had to literally like develop a new technology to get water uh cgi like yeah. in mocap because like, that had never been done before he had to completely that's why he had to wait for them to develop this technology which is nuts yeah but they yeah like and literally commissioned a new piece for that for this yeah <laughs> and it it shows the amount of work that they put into it because they with how long the movie is i kind of notice in the theater kind of late act one early act two they spend so much time where the the plot really doesn't progress for a solid like 20 30 minutes it's just kind of Jake Soli's family like learning the ways of the new community they're in and they just spend a ton of time with the characters just swimming around there is nothing happening plot wise and it's just like he's just kind of showing off that like he was able to ac- accomplish this like it, it doesn't promote the story whatsoever and probably could have saved like literally tens of thousands of dollars on some scenes and some shots really seem like they're just there as like showboating i mean yeah it's uh that that middle of the movie is yeah like you said definitely just showboating (laughs) it is just showing off like how impressive the cgi is but it's also i think it also has some little bit of character development between the the characters like the middle child and the daughter of the water people mm-hmm. like them they're like having like a little chemistry which i think will be set up in the next or is setting up the next movie and yeah. uh and i'm not gonna lie i'm a big fan of like the ocean so i think that they did a pretty cool job of showing like alien fish and sharks and whales and it, it i think it's pretty cool just to watch so i was entertained but i can understand how someone can be like there's literally no plot. Like, nothing seriously significant has happened. Like, it occasionally cuts to, like, what the bad guy and Spider are doing, but it's not really um, significant. Like, it doesn't really get significant until the last third of the movie. That's where the plot comes back in and shit starts happening again. So, yeah. It, it takes a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. But I, 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 that's like not even a complaint that they spend so much time kind of doing little things within the story. Cause again, like part of what this movie is and the expectation was just to see what it would look like. Um, and I think oh, yeah. as, as a sequel, this has, this had a lot writing on it simply just in the fact that it's a sequel. It 
is been awaited for so long and it's setting up more movies to come. And so I think there were, I think you mentioned that they kind of played it safe in some ways with the plot. And it's one of those where I think with how much time they spend doing little minor things and how safe it was, there aren't many movies that can kind of play the story the way they did and pace it the way they did. And is it's as long as it is and still come out being like, yeah, that was a really good movie. I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah, it, it definitely, like it's like I said, it, it's appealing. It's very appealing to everybody. It's a universal story of this family. I'd say because like, it's the family element, every, it's so just relatable. So everybody kind of just understood that um, aspect and that that was the way he was able to bring down like or like bring all these high concept elements like Pandora and like, you know, it's a completely alien planet. He's able to bring it down to a human level with the um, story of a family. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll get into the plot now. To be honest, I mean, it is a three-hour movie, but the plot, like we said, the, the middle of the movie, really, there's not much that happens. So it's a pretty quick plot summary, to be honest. So, uh, but we'll get into it. I remember when the movie first started, I was pretty hyped because I had rewatched the first Avatar right before watching the new one. And the the new one opens up just like the first one, where it's like, uh, you know, you're flying over the Pandoran jungle, and it looks pretty sick. And it's like, you can already tell it looks better though than the first one. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh my, I can't believe I'm so I'm so hyped just to see what the rest looks like because it just shows like the comparison between the two beginnings is like, oh wow, it's crazy how 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 far we've come. And uh, but from there, uh, it kind of just starts to show. I think it. First shot we see is Natiri with a bow, and she's uh, and that's Natiri's the mom or uh, the mom. She's the uh, lady. Uh, I think she's like a princess. She's like the daughter of the queen and king of this tribe, the forest tribe. And Jake Sully falls in love with her in the first movie, and she uh, shows him the ways of her tribe. So she's like she's like a main character in the first movie, and in this movie, low key, she's kind of sidelined. I would say. She definitely mm-hmm. does not have as much to do in this movie. It's way more focused on the kids. And even Jake Soley does not have too much to do. I mean, there's some scenes, but he's yeah, more of a figurehead of the whole series. So, like, he has stuff. But, like, I mean, the his material doesn't really have much to do until the end. I would say she has a very significance in the last, like, yeah. 20 minutes of the movie. But, uh, but, yeah, from there, it just shows that they have three kids. Or, no. Yeah, three real kids and then one kid that's adopted that's played mm-hmm. by the same actress that played grace in the first movie sigourney weaver she this mm-hmm. this chick is like her daughter except um she, there is like no father so that's kind of like a, another element that i think is going to be is setting up for the third yeah movie. it was like her but, like uh, sleeper her sleeper avatar like somehow gave birth to her yeah it, and it's like uh, how does that happen yeah, that, so that was it's, like, it, it's like it's like yeah, almost plot hole. But we know there's more movies coming, so I give it a pass. <laughs> oh, I, I I guarantee you, it's like a virgin birth, yeah. like Jesus Christ kind of thing. Like it's, I think it's Awa that impregnated, um, what's uh, what's her name, Great or uh, Grace, Awa, like, because that's the planet. Yeah, so yeah, it's the, like, I it's like, uh, like I I do kind of. 
I had forgotten that, yeah, the daughter, she kind of, she seems to have some kind of abilities that really aren't headlined in the movie, but it kind of just hinted at throughout the movie that she kind of has yeah. more connection to the planet than most of the rest of the Navi do. So, yeah, I think she'll probably be a pivotal point of the story going forward. Yeah, she, uh, she, like, she's able to, like, control nature, kind of, and nature, like, comes to yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she has, like, a connection with all the animals and all the plants. But, uh, yeah, so they adopt her, and then they also kind of bring in this kid named Spider who's left behind when all the people leave in the first Avatar. He's, like, a baby, and then he grows up. But this kid's, like, uh, he's the he's the son of uh, the bad guy from the first movie. The general, so it's like yeah. a past that like he doesn't he doesn't like to think about. Um but yeah, he's uh Jake Sloyd is like the chief now and they uh I think they're all just happy. Everything's going great. And Terry and Jake are happy and uh they're going on a date and then all of a sudden the humans return. Oh and yeah, this is like twelve years at this point later from the first movie. Uh the humans return. And they just destroy the forest, like completely just blow it up, like annihilate it. And they land in Nateri Desert, classic crying that she did like a million times in the first movie. She did it a million times in <laughs> yeah. this movie as well. She cries so much in this movie and in the first movie. It's like she has to. That's just I like. I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's funny. But <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she, she's um, they're they're horrified and they're all like upset so they go to war and it's just kind of like from there that's like the opening of the movie is like they're happy and then the humans land destroy all the forest and then the navi are forced to go to war against the humans again and then i think there's like another time jump it's like another year like one year later or something yeah and uh i I don't know if this already introduced but they some of the characters villains from the first movie apparently this is a huge plot hole and i'll explain why but some of the villains from the first movie apparently uploaded their memories to like a computer and they're able Mm -hmm. to put those memories into avatars that they grew from them back on earth so the villains from the first movie are literally just revived and what this means is that they can just keep coming back every time they die they can just bring them back because they can just grow new avatars and say oh yeah they're back but Here's why this makes no sense. is because in the first movie, the whole reason that Jake Sully has to go to Pandora is because his brother, his twin brother dies. And they have to, they want to use the same genetics for the Avatar because it costs so much money. So they use Jake Sully. But I'm just confused. Why didn't they just use the memory thing? Yeah. Why didn't they upload all the memories? I, I think it could be split, like, because if they just did that, then they could just have... Jake Sully's brother live in his avatar, and then they would have the first me would have never happened. So it's it's kind of just like yeah. I don't know. It's it just kind of comes out of nowhere. I guess it could be explained like it's a new technology that wasn't there at first, or yeah. like his brother just kind of died out of nowhere, so they didn't have time to upload his me- memories. But I mean, still, I, I I kind of when I was when I first saw that I was like, wait, that that kind of just makes no sense. But. Yeah. Whatever, they want to bring back the villains for the first movie, which, I'm not going to lie, they were so generic and cliche. But it's so funny to see generic and cliche villains in 2022. It kind of makes you, reminds me of, like, old, crappy B-movies from, like, the 80s and, you know, like, aliens, yeah. space marines, just, like, the super, like, 
over the top hard marines like they're just yeah. like oh yeah Boorah! yeah so, that like literally you just quoted it um but yeah i mean i think the general i think he's enough he's different enough in this one be, they they spend a bit of time with um him kind of saying like he may have the same memories but he's not the same guy and he's clearly changed a little bit um but the rest of the marines the rest of the 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 crew not only do i not remember them whatsoever from the first one but they're so generic (laughs) that i won't remember them if they come back in the next one again so exactly (laughs) npcs they're they're kind of just there yeah they're kind of just npcs they're just there to back the the general um, I kind of thought that they they were going to do like the group villain type thing when I f- was first watching it. I'm glad they didn't in hindsight. Um, but group villain, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like the whole, like the whole crew, like they all get screen time and whatnot. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they were going to go that out cause I was thinking, oh, they're going to try and change it up from the, the first one, but nope. The general mm-hmm. is still just the main villain again, which I, I, I kind of don't hate. Cause again, it's the same guy. He's got similar motivations um but they change him up just enough where he's a familiar character with enough changes that it doesn't feel like you're just watching the exact same plot again yeah yeah it's because they 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 have a new thing with his with spider that kind of like humanizes him yeah and i i guarantee you they're going to do some kind of redemption arc for him in the next few movies probably that's going to be something yeah but uh yeah, so Oh, also the reason I forgot, yeah, the reason the humans return is because they're trying to the earth is like dying. So now not only do they need the resources, they also just need to repopulate or uh recolonize something. Yeah. So they just need to like leave earth cuz earth is dead. Mm-hmm. So there's like a full colonization effort happening now where they're literally just shipping humans to uh Pandora to live. So, yeah, a year later there's a guerrilla campaign happening against uh, the humans by the Navi. And uh, during one mission, the bad guys are... Uh, they're literally just the bad guys. They literally say they like were raised from hell. Like, they know they're just the bad guys. Yeah. Like, they fully embrace that role. Because they're, they're just bad people. They know they're doing bad things. So they <laughs> yeah. just are like, and, and they enjoy doing them. They're killing people. They're burning down nature it's like they know they're not doing good things but they don't care so but yeah they're they're going into like the sky area because i guess the navi forest people have just relocated to the sky now because mm-hmm. i guess the forest just sort of got blown up so they just went to the sky so the bad guys are looking in the sky area and they find they're like they go to where um, the main bad guy from the first movie, I think his name is Quaritch. I think that's literally his name, Quaritch. Quaritch, like yeah. he, where he died, where he died in the first movie, where Jake slowly killed him. They go there and they find like his human body, and he crushes his human skull, and it's symbolic that he's embraced his new Navi body. And uh, while they're there, the bad guys find Jake's middle child, uh, youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. And then Kiri, who's the virgin birth child. And then Spider also is there. And uh, they capture them. Or, like, they 
they yeah they capture him and then Jake yeah yeah and then Jake Jake Natiri and um the oldest child the oldest son I don't yeah. remember his name he gets like <laughs> almost no screen time that was a strange Which, character yeah. that I'll, that's another topic but yeah we'll we'll get to that later when the yeah he uh I don't know wait hold on this is pause. Oh, this is, this is still recording now. Okay, yeah, it's been recording. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the so they they go and rescue the children, the parents and the oldest child. They rescue the kids, except for Spider. Spider gets abducted, and uh, Quaritch finds out that he is indeed the son of his hu- human self. So he's like, ooh, interesting. So they kidnap him. And I guess Kiri has, like, a close relationship with Spider, so she's very upset. And, uh, but the other rest of the family doesn't really care. They kind of like, like Jake in the beginning says in the movie, like spiders, like a cat that just kind of yeah. comes around like a stray cat. It was funny. It's, it's always funny to me. Like he was a human, like 12 years before this. And now he's all, he's full. He doesn't even see them as like, he's not human at all anymore. Like he's yeah. fully Navi, which is just kind of weird to me because it hasn't really been that long. He was a human for way longer than he was a Navi. And now he already sees him like, Oh yeah. That's just like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, bro. But, uh, yeah, Spider's kidnapped. And I think at that point, Jake is like, we can't be, stay here anymore. They're going to keep hunting our family because they want me. And we need to relocate. I'm going to pass on the torch of Taruk Monto <laughs> to this other guy. Who, I swear to God, that guy looked like... This dude, the dude that he like passes on to, looks like a basketball player. I forgot his fucking name, but I swear to God, I, I like in the theater, I was just thinking like, yo, this guy is, is that a even like, yesterday when I was watching it, like the way he he looked too human. Is that a the guy he passed the torch to? Is he a, even remotely prominent character in the first one? Is he an existing character no, in the first one? I don't think is he he's just a, some random guy. Yeah, he's not even in the first movie. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's kind of random. I think the James Cameron said that this the third movie was kind of like a he split it. It, it. it was supposed to be like the second movie was going to be like super long, but he split it in half. So the second and third movie are kind of just one movie apparently. So oh, I see. Maybe he'll have a bigger role in the next one, kind of like Carrie's thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he passes it on to. Him and also a weird thing is that the mom of Natiri, who's kind of has a huge role in the first movie, literally just disappears. Doesn't even say, they don't even show her saying goodbye to the family. Yeah, which is probably like it's probably like a deleted scene. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. but that's just kind of odd because like that's like Natiri's mom, and she was a huge character in the first movie. They don't even show, um, Jake yeah, in true. Them saying I did not goodbye. think about that. It 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 well, kind of seems like, oh. like they just. Something in the, like, the way they wrote it, they just wanted to get out of the forest and, like, into the new environment yeah. as quickly as possible. As fast as possible. They just get, yes. yeah. the kids get abducted and they're like, well, spider's gone, that sucks. Uh, we're, yeah, I'm passing the torch and we're dipping out. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it, it's kind of weird. All that happens in, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's very, very quick, very fast, which, I mean, they, James Cameron knows what he wants. He wants water. Mm. He wants ocean stuff. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, water, immediately... Though. 
immediately we are brought to the ocean tribe. And I think it's pretty cool. The, the ocean people are not like the same. They're a uh, mm-hmm. different color. They're like turquoise this time. And they have like really thick arms, different tails. Cause they like are adapted mm-hmm. bigger chest. Cause they're adapted for like swimming, mm-hmm. which I think that's cool. That's cool. I, mm-hmm. I like that. And, uh, they're like, I think they're based on like Polynesian culture this time. Whereas like the yes. first movie is obviously like native American. Yeah. So, uh, it's, that's cool. Also, it's like another culture they're adapting and mm-hmm. uh, people get upset about that, but it's, I mean, I mean, I honestly think it's kind of cool. They're like, they're trying to make your culture look cool. Like they're like, they're just, they're just like taking the cool elements of it. They're, they're make, like, if anything, they're honoring your culture. Yeah. By showing, like they say like, yeah, it's cool. We're trying to take cool elements because your culture is cool. And we want to like show it off in like an alien yeah. culture because it's cool. Like what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I, I, I don't understand why people get so upset about that. I think it's fine. But whatever, everyone. Tw- if you're Paul Twitter Nugent, you get upset about that. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just Twitter people that get upset about everything. And this is one of those movies that I'm like, I feel like it's pretty hard to get upset about. It's so just they'll straightforward. They'll find anything to complain about. But this movie is just like, come on, bro. It's just it's Avatar. Everybody, this everybody likes this movie. It's just worldwide a- appeal to mm-hmm. internationally and domestically. Everybody loves this movie. Mm-hmm. Or like at least likes it for the most part. That's just like the first Avatar. Everybody liked it. No one like really not that many people loved it, but everybody liked it. That's why it made so much money. And also, it's just like the first one. This one's released at a time where there's no competition, so it's just allowed to make endless money. Yeah. And th- this weekend, bro, the MLK is this is this MLK weekend coming up? Yes. So this dude is an extended weekend. So what are people going to do? Go to the movie theater. I guess it's going to be playing. Avatar, yeah, or Puss in Boots, depends on what they want to see. <laughs> but they, yeah. uh, I'm assuming. I mean, most people are probably going to see Avatar based on the yeah. box office. Yeah, and it's but, done uh, like, I mean, there aren't many movies I feel like that do as well as it has internationally. I mean, less than a third of its earnings have been international, which is pretty impressive. Actually. Or sorry, other way way around. Less than a third have been U.S. and Canada. Yeah. The vast majority has been international. Yeah, yeah, because that's why it's and that's funny because the Marvel movies don't make that much money. No, yeah, most most stuff that people consider like the big box office hits or whatever, their worldwide is rarely. Yeah, Not it, that, it really doubles the overall budget, and this one it's more than triples the U.S. and it, Canada. It was funny. It's funny about that because Marvel tries so hard to appeal to all those different worldwide cultures, and they don't even show off the movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they don't even really get anything out of it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. And yeah. then Avatar just kind of just does something. And yeah, it's a huge, massive success. Yeah. Anyways, what was, uh, cultures. That's right. Yeah. People getting mad about it. Yeah. Back. <laughs> back to the movie. Um. So yeah, I think Spider's kidnapped and he, he's tortured. Oh, I think they show off like there's a beach city now. That's like where uh, humanity's relocated, and Eddie Falco from The Sopranos uh, 
Tony Soprano's wife is in this movie for some reason. She's just walking around in a little robot suit, which looked goofy. I will admit, that's one of the CGI in the movie. That's Or some of the CGI, that was goofy. She's walking around with that little robot suit. With like, And she was like drinking coffee with the robot suit. That was... That was goofy. Yeah, she. I was, mean, I don't know. She, if, she was I, drinking the coffee with the robot arm. It's like just hold it in your actual arm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, I couldn't tell if that was for laughs or if that was like supposed to be serious. I genuinely couldn't tell. I thought that was like supposed to be for laughs, to be honest. Which is like okay. Yeah. But it, it looked goofy. Like that looks so goofy. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's in this movie. I'm assuming she'll have a bigger role in this movie because you don't cast an actress like that for a role that's in it for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, so Quaritch is like, or uh, Spider's being tortured by Eddie Falco, and um, Quaritch is like, yo, stop. He's my son, kind of. I'm going to talk to him, take a personal approach, try to get some information out of Jake, to- Jake Soley. So he, uh, like, talks to Spider in a room like a like a holding room and basically it's like you don't have to tell me anything about jake you just have to come along and you know just chill with us mm-hmm. like you're just kind of along for the ride that's what he said yeah he's trying yeah. to make him like he's, he's trying to manipulate him is basically what he's doing he's like you know you don't have to do anything just come with us and then he'll just kind of like maybe like accidentally slip information along the way i saw a lot of people complaining about spider's character I agree. It's a little weird that he helps Quaritch so much, but it's also interesting because, like, sometimes he acts like I would expect him to act. Like, he's like, hell no, I'm not going to help you. Or, like, this is bad. But other times, it's like he, he helps him. Like, he helps him. Like, for yeah. example, the next thing that happens is he, he teaches Quaritch how to ride the Banshees, which is, like, the uh-huh. Navi uh, animal. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why... Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I find that just a little weird. Yeah. He's not yeah. your dad. And your dad, he already hate your dad, so I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Well, when they have a little talk after they try to torture Spider, Spider pretty clearly, like, rejects him as yeah. anything close to, like, a father figure and kind of seems to bounce back and forth, as you said, between helping the Na'vi and helping the humans. And I kind of get, like, he's supposed to be a conflicted char- character, and it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I I might bounce back to it when we get to the way it ends. But, um, yeah, I think, I think they'll settle that going forward. But in this movie alone, it kind of seemed like they weren't really sure if he wanted him to be conflicted and... Or if if he was, which side he's going to lean towards, um, he kind of sporadically bounces between the two, and especially near the end, he which we'll get to, but um, Natiri like threatens to kill him, and then like ten minutes later, he's, he's like embracing his family with Natiri, and it's like they yeah. ditched him at the start of the movie, and then at the yeah, end of the movie, gonna, they almost kill him that. off. And yeah, I yeah. I don't know. He's an I think he will be an interesting character and it'll be important to the plot, but for now he's oh he's a little strange in in this one. Definitely. I I think there's a lot of good ideas with him, but they just kinda executed it a little weird. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get back to that later with like him embracing the family after she held held a knife at his throat. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting writing. But, uh, yeah, so after that, he teaches Quaritch. Uh, oh, yeah, he's also assigned to be, like, the translator. Spider is tra- assigned yeah. to be, like, their translator. So now he's, like, helping them learn the language, and he's helping them write stuff. So I don't know. If I was, if I was Spider, I would give him, like, the wrong words. You know what I'm saying? Like, teach him wrong. Like, tell him the wrong stuff <laughs> so he yeah. messes up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, give him false information. I don't know why he's helping him. Yeah. But, uh... So Quaritch gets a banshee, and yeah, spiders help them, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, anyways, after that, we go back to Jake Soli and his family, and they are in yeah the water area now with the turquoise people, and they're kind of the, they are a little hesitant at first to let Jake and his family stay there because uh, they don't want a war brought to them, which is fair, and also they. Are kind of being a little racist. They're talking trash about their color <laughs> and their their tails and their arms, and they're like, "What is? Why do you look like that?" <laughs> and uh, that's a little offensive, but you know, whatever. They still need refuge. But uh, and then the the tribe leader, the king, his wife comes in, who's played by Kate Winslet. She. Is very uh, hesitant to let these outsiders in. She is very suspicious of the outsiders. She hisses at uh, Natiri. They ha- have a hissing match, and the husbands look at each other. They're like, ah, "Wives, woman." <laughs> and they, I think they come to a conclusion after that. that they're like, "You know, you can stay here. It's fine. You're, you're good." They're like, "You gotta learn the ways, though, the way of water." Which they do for like the next forty-five to fifty minutes, <laughs> yeah. and that is literally like, I'm not kidding. What happens? They, like, I, I'm looking on Wikipedia right now, and it's pretty funny. Like, uh, there, it, it, it literally just, yeah. They spend nevertheless. The, the family learns like the... the ways of the reef people. That's all it says. <laughs> yeah, that's literally that one sentence is on God about forty minutes. <laughs> that's all. <it> <laughs> but I mean, it, they spent a ton of screen time with the kids, particularly the youngest son. Oh yes. The, yeah. the, the sons get into a fight, and then some of the the native kids take the youngest son like way out past the reef, find some banished whale. Yeah, oh. there's just there's a lot of just kind of minor plot things that are really yeah. cool that they but they just kind of toss a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, like I think they show like Kiri like interacting with the ocean life and yeah, um, like it shows stuff coming to her and obviously it looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie, like it looks incredible. That's why it's cool. Like it's awesome to watch. But it'll be interesting to see how it holds up when you bring it back home and watch it on like the small screen. It'll be as like mm. exciting to watch because it's not on the giant IMAX. But uh, yeah. Yeah, like I think his the yeah the middle child he develop he, he starts to like that daughter of the ruler of the uh, reef tribe. Like they start to have a romance mm. chemistry, and um, yeah, like you said, they go to that forbidden place and the shark chases. Um, I think his name's Loak, the middle child. Yeah, Loak gets yeah chased by a shark and he comes across the whale, who's the debanished whale. Um, what was his name? Uh. I think Payak, yeah, Payakin, Payakin, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's that's the whale's name. 
and he's like a banished whale. And these whales are very, very intelligent. They're just as intelligent as the Navi and humans. Mm-hmm. It's just that they can't talk. They're well, they have they can, but it's not English, obviously. So like, but they're extremely intelligent. So they understand everything that's going on. It, him, uh, Loak, and this Pia can develop a very close bond, and. Loak goes back to the Reef tribe and tells them about this, and they are like, "You can't have a bond with this Tolkun or whale. That's what they call them. They called Tolkun because it's like this whale um, broke the Tolkun way, which is no mm-hmm. killing, and he killed other things. So they're like, "You can't be with this whale, or else your family will have to leave." So Loak's very upset about this, and he's like, "I'm not gonna do what you say. I'm still gonna be friends with him because he's not bad." And they're like, "No." That's offensive. He is bad. And Jake Sully is very upset with his son. He's like, yo, can't be doing that. Can't be disrespecting the other tribe. And his son's like, I don't care. He's a good whale. Good willy. Free willy. Goes out into the ocean back to Payakan and he like connects with him through like the whatever you call it, the the little hair thing. They connect. The weird, yeah, yeah, the tail hair thing and they uh he sees the memories and he sees how Pyakan was just defending his people against mm-hmm. the bad humans that are wailing now like guys they're they're literally wailing which is kind of crazy that they're just like going yeah. around harpooning it's whales like kind of a sig- it's a pretty significant part of the plot yeah yeah they they just they kill the whales and harvest something inside their brain that supposedly stops aging and then they oh. gloss over that and never go back oh to that again. Oh my god, that is so... Um, oh, that is... Might be the... Uh, same with unobtainium. Are you kidding me? That is the most, like, cliche thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it stops aging altogether. Yeah. Like, it's just... The brain goop of a whale. Okay. So, dude, this this series, you know what it's doing? It's just making it so the characters can live forever. Stops aging. <laughs> revive them in avatars. Like, everyone's going to be immortal. There'll be no one dying. And it doesn't, like, humanity in the series already have a problem with, like, overpopulation? That's, like, the main reason. Yeah. So it's like, why would, yeah. you, why would you want this stuff? That's going to make it even worse. <sighs> but I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they, they harvest whales for this stuff, and Pyakin was defending his whales or trying to attack the humans, but it failed, and he got some whales killed, and that's why he was banished. But even still, the uh, reef people are like, you can't do this. You can't be friends with them. Because he broke the Tolkun way. The way of the water. And, uh, yeah. So, after this, uh, they all the kids visit, like, a spirit tree underwater. And Kiri connects to it. And she sees Grace in there. And, uh, Grace is like, yo, um... It's so good to see you, daughter. I I I wish I could be here with you. And Carrie's like, "Where? Uh, who is my father?" And then Grace just starts screaming, and then Carrie has a seizure. <laughs> and, oh, and, I, I and, forgot about that. And, that. and then it's like, "Oh wow, that's that's not good." And they're like, "Yeah, you can't have her connect to that tree again. She'll have a seizure." <laughs> And I was just kind of like, what? What happened? Like, what? Why? Did... Gloss over that as well. There's like yeah. no more discussion about that's that. That's that's another third movie thing. That's why I think that the she her she's like a a like a she's birthed from the planet like the planet impregnated. Yeah. That, but I don't know. I, I it was kind of funny when she started screaming and then Kiryu just 
That's bad. Seizes up. Security. It's like, what? All right. Oh, my God. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but, yeah. Um, they try to, yeah, they, they, they revive her, though. And they, they, they fix her, and they're like, yeah, she can't. Can't connect to that again. Norm Spellman fixes her. Norm Spellman, big role in the first movie. He's barely in this movie. He's one of my favorite characters in the first movie. Norm. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, they didn't really bring them back, which is kind of disappointing. I'm glad they didn't kill them off. I was. I. I, I saw. I was looking at the cast before I saw the movie, and I saw they're like on the bottom, and I was like, oh, they're just gonna kill them off, like immediately. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. I was very happy with that, which means they might have a yeah. role later. But uh, yeah. Um, the, then Spider and the, the Quaritch make it to the reef area and now they're starting to, cause they, they see Norm's, uh, helicopter fly in there. So they get like, they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's probably the Jake soul is probably in the reef area. So Quaritch and his bad guys and Spider start to just burn villages and they're like, where is Jake Sully? And they're like. Yeah. We have no idea what you are talking about. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We that the, like they show a picture and they're like this guy is not even from here. <laughs> we, we, we are a different kind of people. And they're like, "Yeah. Well, we we don't care. We're just going to start shooting animals and burning stuff if you don't tell us where he is." And then Spider is at this point starting to get upset finally. And Quarch is like, "Whatever." He still burns everything though, and then they leave. <laughs> it's just like what? Like they don't know. They don't. If they don't know anything, then it's like what? But then uh, I guess the main group that they're with get word that their like brother villages and sister villages are getting like destroyed. So they <laughs> they're like, okay, we this is getting serious now. We gotta gotta prepare. And. uh then the the whales return to the people finally at like this point, for some reason I'm not sure if it's like said why, the whales return, like they all. Uh, it's like a migration thing. Yeah. I think it's just something as simple as that. Yeah, they they just like all show up and they all bond with their like, um, humans. Cause like, I think every whale has like their human. And it's like oh this is so cool and then immediately I'm like oh this is it's been a while since something bad happened. This is setting up something bad to happen. So the whales uh, are all happy and the people are, the Navi are happy. And then Kate Winslet's uh, whale and the, the, it's calf are out there. And the whaler who is this crazy New Zealander over the top, crazy guy is like going out there and he harpoons the whale and uh, I guess, yeah, this 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 is the first whale that gets harpooned because this is where they explain the, the aging thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they kill the whale, and the calf also dies, and it's really sad. And um, they take the stuff out of its brain that stops aging. And uh, this makes they, – they do this because they want to draw out um, – they kill the, like, because I guess they don't want to kill the whales that are connected to the Navi because they'll piss them off. But Quarch is like, yeah, we want to do that. Because if we get the one with Jake Sully, then they'll come after us and Jake Sully will be there. Mm-hmm. So they kill off ones from the tribe and sure enough, it pisses them off. So, um, but then Loak goes out to Warren Pike and that they're starting to kill whales that are connected to the humans. Or, I mean, not humans, to the Navi. And uh, then... Like conveniently, immediately at that moment. Oh, I guess 
yeah pike is already marked conveniently like it's like already yeah. has another thing and it's like oh crap so then the, I mean, yeah right as he's there the big ship comes around the corner and then uh the children loak siblings and the uh reef children all go to help loak so now all the children are there and the humans show up with the army so then i'm like all right here we go this is the finale this is where we go and then sure enough the um all the navi are like all right now we're gonna go we're gonna go to war we're gonna go destroy these humans and i'm like finally a big battle and it's pretty epic i'm not gonna lie it's probably the best battle i've seen since the first avatar it's yeah pretty damn good i was very 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 impressed with it because i don't know something about water battles done well it's pretty cool to me because there's not very many of them and also there's a ton of stuff happening there's whales there was like stakes it, it was very well done but like the all of the navi show up the reef navi show up and they charge the oh i guess like who, who's kidnapped is it uh it's the daughter Took, the youngest daughter Took, and then Took they, gets kidnapped like five times. Took, in the yeah, Took gets kidnapped so many times. But in the she end, even there's there's even like a line. She's like, "Why do I keep getting abducted?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she gets taken so many times, and then Loak's also taken, and the Reef daughter is taken, who's like in love with Loak, and then Paikin is like, "Oh shit, my human or my Navi." I keep saying human. My Navi's in trouble. So he uh, jumps up and crushes the boat. And then all the Navi mm-hmm. show up and charge. And then the battle starts. And uh, it's, 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 uh, it's epic. Like I said, it's, it's awesome. I thought it was so cool seeing all the Navi charge on the water horses or whatever those were. It was pretty <laughs> epic. I, like, I haven't seen anything like that. So, But uh, the, the, the one like whale poacher dude, I think, gets... The crown for like the worst death in the whole movie. Oh well, yeah, worst like to happen, but at best, I think it was the best to watch. It was pretty. Awesome. Oh yeah, but like he is the the worst death for himself. Yeah, I, I guarantee. Pretty he didn't brutal. Die, That's the thing. I, I I bet he didn't die. They'll find a way to bring him back. Uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, how, how does he die? How, how does he? He the uh you keep saying it now I forget forgetting the uh the banished whale oh yeah pike yeah. has the yeah. yeah has the harpoon in him and he wraps around the boat that the whale poachers on a few times and then like pulls the gigantic like 10 inch thick cord over like the top of the boat and the guy gets his arm stuck oh. between like a piece of the boat yeah. and the cord and then it just rips his arm off and he goes flying in in into into the the uh, water but there's like the one moment where the cord is over his arm and you know it's coming it's like oh that's horrible oh bro yeah like i can't imagine that feeling like it's just slowly just the pressure building it's not sliced off it just it just gets crushed oh, completely that's brutal bro <laughs> the whole oh god that's yeah but uh yeah i think that was like it's just really just this battle it's just like fighting between the different navi and that's really how you all describe it. It's not, it's just visual spectacle, but it's cool. Um, and then, uh, the, I think they escape like the rest. So the kids are rescued and then they get kidnapped again. Like you said, <laughs> like two kids get kidnapped again. So the sons go in to rescue them. Oh shit. 
the son's going to rescue, and then uh, um, the older son is shot by a human <laughs> on the way to rescue, mm-hmm. and he they get him out of there, and he's bleeding pretty bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. And <laughs> sure enough, they get uh, they go to like a rock, and the Jake gets there, and Natiri, and the whole family's there. I think even Spider's here at this point, right? Or is he still with Farage? Yeah. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah. He... The older son dies. Of his, he bleeds out and dies. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. damn. And one of the kids had to die. And if it was going to be any of the kids, yeah. it's going to be the one with, like, five lines of dialogue in the whole movie. So... <laughs> yeah. I, and, like, I, I'm... I don't... If there's character development development there at his death i missed it because i think throughout the whole movie pretty much all he does is tries to be responsible and then fails yeah and then he, he dies trying to be responsible and save his siblings and get shot <laughs> so I he tries know. to he tries to like get his keep his younger brother out of trouble but he always just ends up getting into the trouble himself that's yeah. literally what happens at the end again he goes back in there and then dies so yeah R.I.P. My mom cried, so I mean, it also obviously I think a lot of my theater cried at that point, so it definitely impacted some people. So it worked. Yep. And then, uh, so yeah, he dies, and then this is where I was saying Natiri goes crazy in like the last twenty minutes, because now her son mm-hmm. is dead, so she's pissed. So she just goes on a complete rampage and just annihilates like thirty guys with her bow and arrow. With she doesn't even shoot a lot of them. She crushes them and slaps them with the bow and like I don't like she she just goes she gets like two guys with one arrow at some point. She's going crazy and then I think the last guy she gets she just like screams in his face for like ten seconds of just pure screaming at this guy who like he was already dead at this point but she was just going crazy on him. Uh, but yeah, like a mother's rage, I guess, at losing a son. She went nuts. But I really liked that. I thought it was epic to see. Like she, she didn't have much to do the whole movie. You didn't really even get to see her with like the water stuff. She didn't really do much with it. Yeah. Which I guess I, I think the reason is because she's a forest person raised, always. So she probably yeah. didn't do it. But uh, whatever. But she gets she gets stuff to do at the end of the movie. Um. But then uh. I think Quaritch gets. Took and the daughter again, the reef daughter, and uh, I, I think uh, yeah, yeah. Zintiri gets spider and holds a knife yeah. against his throat, like we said. And yeah, he uh, Quaritch has uh, the kids, and Zintiri's like, I'm gonna kill this kid, your kid, if you don't let my kids go. And I'm like, damn. You're going to kill Spider? You're, I mean, I guess that makes sense for Natiri. And then uh, she cuts him. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's not she's not messing around. And Quaritch uh, <laughs> actually is like, okay, fine. I'll let the kids go. And she gives him Spider. And uh, from there, um, I think... He he just starts like, fighting Jake. Then. Yeah 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 yeah. That's right. So yeah, they start to leave, and Quartz is like, "All right, you're just gonna let me out. You know, I'm, you know, I'm out there. You're just gonna let me go." And yeah, Spider's just kind of like he just goes to the family after Natiri holds a knife at his throat. He's not thrown off by that at all. 
she yeah. literally cuts him as well. I'm like, all right. Spider is, I feel like he might have like a very low IQ. <laughs> just doesn't really doesn't really kind of, he just kind of goes with the flow with whatever happens around him <laughs> but uh i don't know but yeah quarch challenges jake he's like you know i'm so out there and jake is like all right i'll fight you so they fight and um i, I was like okay that's pretty epic maybe they're actually gonna kill him and uh they don't <laughs> but uh like i think jake and quarch fight and Jake gets trapped somewhere with water. It's like it literally is like Titanic in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, it's like the, a sinking ship. The, the fight is sick because like they're doing it while the boat is like flipping over, and then yeah. meanwhile, the entire family also gets stuck underwater. So I need to watch that back. I don't remember how they all managed to get trapped as well. That's what I was saying. I was like, but, they, were, they were escaping, and then all of a sudden they get trapped back deep in the vessel again, like. Like, yeah. I remember is with two deep under there, and then Kiri is the one who rescues them, and then Jake and Lowak are somewhere else, and then Kiri also helps them, because Kiri uses, like, the nature to rescue her family. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Spider is with Kiri. And then Spider also rescues yeah. Quaritch from dying, because yeah. Quaritch saved him, which, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. And he brings Quaritch out, and he, uh, like, I don't know, at this point in the movie, I thought it made sense, but... Overall, his yeah, was kind of conflicting. I, 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 I thought that that made sense for Spider to end up um, saving his quote-unquote dad after Quarch dropped Jake's kid to save Spider. The but yeah, the the thing with Spider that confuses me is him sticking with Jake's family still after Natiri like nearly kills him and was fully prepared to kill him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought like the, the arc is good and it makes sense except for that. Yeah. I, I don't, it's like, it, it, it was part of the plot that seemed kind of necessary, but I feel like it would have been a little better if they hadn't included that little bit. No, I agree. Um, yeah. that was some simply writing. not the plot as a whole, but simply with spiders character. Cause he's kind of important and I think we'll be, come born porn going forward but agreed yeah. yeah um but yeah they're all rescued kiri yeah kiri uses the nature which is like it's a nice build up or payoff but yeah um mm-hmm. i think it's kind of like the end right there the i think he tells uh the, the, do they do this jake and his family leave at the end of the movie or do they stay can't remember. I think I think Jake like offers to leave and then they tell him to stay. The reef chief yeah. tells him that he can stay. That's right. I think that's yeah, that's correct. Like they just yeah, they're just like Yeah, you are at this point you're reef people now, so you mm-hmm. you need to stay. Oh, because they they he, bury quote unquote buries the oldest son in yes. the reef. And that's so he's right. like, Yeah, now your your son is with our ancestors, so you're part of our people now. Um, yeah, so I hope that sticks. I if they like thirty minutes into the next one started off with like something happening and Jake's family has to leave the water people. I want them to explore the other tribes, happen. but like <laughs> they, a different can't, reason. they can't. They can't keep getting away with that. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, it's odd. But yeah, the last part of the movie is them 
touching the tree or Jake and Atiri touching the tree or like catching with the tree underwater and seeing memories of their son. And then I think yeah. it, the movie ends with Jake's eyes again, which is a nice, I think all the movies are probably going to end with that with like someone's eyes opening, just like the first movie. But yeah. That, yeah, that's the end of the movie. And uh, I was like, damn, good, good job. Also, the good thing to point out is the soundtrack I thought was pretty good. They kind of kept the same mm-hmm. exact, exact soundtrack. But I mean, that's like timeless. You kind of have to keep that. If they did something completely different, I would have been like, that doesn't make sense. It felt like a very good yeah. continuation. Like you could watch this in the, the like this, you could watch the first movie and then this and it makes sense. Like it'd be like, all right, this is seamless yeah. practically. But yeah. uh, yeah, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's like the definition of this movie. It's very similar plot to the first one um, about having to adapt to a new culture and with very like simple plain villains. But it, uh, I, I think it, it did the formula different enough to make it good, so it works. Yeah. Um, I think that the next one, I literally saw James Cameron say that it's going to be a fire tribe that's going to come in, Fire Navi. And, bro, my man is literally just doing that last airbender. Avatar the last airbender. Both avatars now will have yeah. the elements. So, like, he's done the forest for the first one, which is, like, earth, I'm assuming. Then water. I think they consider that air. Maybe. I don't know. Air or I feel like they called it. Oh no! Well, I guess they call them the Force people. I don't know. Yeah. They uh, live in the, in the sky, but I that's guess they what I was thinking. That's why I think. I think the so. fourth one might be air, like with them in the sky, because the first one they're almost in the forest. So, yeah. The, the second the second one's water, and then obviously fire will be the third one, and then fourth maybe air. But if he does that, that would be like, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, man. It's but, all about original concepts until you get the concept of the entire like the whole thing as a whole which you know what the more i was thinking like because since he he does want to make this kind of a series it's kind of compared this one doesn't suffer from it as much as the first one does but the first one as the release of the second one came closer remember like everyone was joking about how forgettable the first one was Oh, yeah, how bad and the plot was. Yeah. This one, I don't, I don't think will have that same issue. I mean, granted, the first one was 13 years old. So but I think, yeah. There aren't yeah. super defining features, I think, of each film as its, its own. But, like, unlike something like Star Wars, where Star Wars, each film in the trilogy or whatever is notable within itself, I think each of them are going to be somewhat similar. And I think it's going to be one of those where each by itself isn't super significant. It's going to be kind of a package deal, I think, by the time the whole thing is done. Exactly, because they wrote all the scripts at the same time, so I think it's still like an overarching yeah. story. I, I was just saying how a lot of different sagas and different film universes, each movie on its own has kind of its own defining trait. And while these do as well, they're kind of the, the elemental things. It's kind of, I mean, unless there's a big shift in the next ones, these first two are pretty similar. Um, And so, while something like Star Wars, like each trilogy on its own, leads up to some final thing in the third one, I think it's going to be more of kind of a package deal. I don't think there's going to be some huge collective climax or whatever. I think it's more of an experience. With each movie, you kind of go through a different tribe, a different kind of people. Yeah. Um, 
like what you're saying. Pandora like the, documentary. The fire thing. Yeah. It's not so much like each one should be building up to some big grand finale, which I, they'll probably have something like that because they need to. They definitely but it's, will. it's more of the, the package as a whole is more of an experience rather than some drawn out story over the course of four, what, five movies? Um, yeah. I, I think. I think uh, also what you're saying. I, I remember what I was saying not what I was gonna say now, like about the forgettability thing. So the first one mm. came out 13 years ago. This one, the pat, the the time gap between this one and the third one is like gonna be like two years or something. So it's still gonna be fresh yeah. in everyone's minds. So yeah, I feel like people will still remember the plot of this one, and it'll be like, okay, we're already ready for the third one. Kind of like Dune, because Dune's coming out this year. So and Dune yeah. only came out two years ago. I think everyone remember remembers it. If Dune came out in like. 13 years from now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, weird. fair enough. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I That's really all you can... That's the whole plot. That's the third movie, I'm assuming. Yeah, the Fire Navi. And they'll probably just set up more stuff with Kiri and the her father or whatever it is. And then Spider and Quaritch. Quaritch's redemption arc or whatever. Um, and yeah, I, I think... I think the next one's called The Seed Bearer. I'm not mistaken. So hmm. whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I was very impressed with this movie. I was happy. I was actually, Avatar is a very, uh, personal favorite of mine, like a guilty pleasure where I know it's not anything crazy, but I watched it a lot as a kid and I like grew up with it. So I was mm-hmm. very, I, if, if anything, I would be someone that would be critical about this movie being bad. And I was very impressed with it. I thought they, as an Avatar fan, I would say, a fan of the first movie, I would say this one is a very, very good follow-up. And James Cameron is insanely good at what he does. I mean, hopefully the third one isn't a jinx. I mean, yeah. I'm hoping yeah, the third I, one's I, just I, good. I feel like they're building on pressure now because yeah. if one of them was to crash and burn, it would have been this one. Yeah, exactly. So I, th- I, th- I think now as they go forward with them, like if one of them is a flop, it's going to stand out a lot because they seem to keep upping the levels. But at some point, it's going to be hard to like keep with that progression. I hope he um, just has like he, his scripts. He wrote them all at the same time, so I'm pretty sure it, when you do that, like it's kind of good because then you don't really use the same ideas mm-hmm. a lot. You kind of just sort of like mm-hmm. always staying fresh because you're just like going. You like you know if you already used it, so like you're not gonna use it again. So and I think he yeah. also has a plan for these next four or three movies, whatever. Yeah, he has a solid yeah, I mean, like it, plan throughout them. Yeah, he, he he's been. I mean, it's kind of been his main focus. He really, <laughs> I'm looking now. He hasn't done anything really since the first Avatar. Oh yeah. Other than a couple bad Terminator films that no one cares about. Yeah, he, like, it's he's just focused on this, which is. He, is, he hasn't directed anything since the first Avatar, and then before that it was Titanic. So it's like it, he's been obsessed with Pandora for a long time. So, I mean, if yeah. he makes something crappy, if he has a crappy finale for something that he's been developing for over twenty years, then, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, they're in they're in post production now, so we'll probably get in some info about it. Um, oh, yeah, they filmed them all late this the year because it'll 
their their projected release for the third one is December twentieth of twenty four, so almost almost exactly two years. Yeah, it's like be um, yeah, like two years exactly. So yeah, so they'll probably take most of this year to get a little bit further into post, and then I'm betting late twenty three, early twenty four, we'll start to get some real in in info on what the uh, third one's gonna be. They're probably gonna start shooting Avatar four pretty soon. To be honest. Yeah, I once once they they get to like that critical post production where uh, James Cameron and much of the the producers don't have to be involved too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they'll probably start shooting number four. That's what I'd imagine. Uh. Well, yeah. Uh. Do you like this more than the first one? I think so. Yeah. Just because I, I think. I rewatched that first one as well, and it is, while it's definitely good, it is so cookie cutter, <laughs> and yeah, this one so is, sure. falls into that a bit as well, but I think they, they take enough tiny risks in the in the right spots where I think it feels a little bit more satisfying than the first one did, because um, I, I mean the first one they didn't know they were gonna have the success that they did. Um, and so they didn't have pressure to do something super notable. Um, whereas this one, I mean, what was the budget? The budget was like one point. Um, let's see. It was it was like three hundred fifty to four hundred sixty million. That's the estimate. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's made one point um, seven five two billion right now. Yeah. It made um, broke. It broke so yeah. at one point five. Apparently, that's what James Cameron said, which is nuts. Uh-huh. That's yeah. So yeah, I I think. I think this one does a bit better than the first one as something that is notable outside of just the fact that it has cool CGI and whatnot. I think they could have done a little bit less on the CGI and it still would have been enjoyable. That, that's kind of how I look yeah. at the Avatar films is if the CGI was cut back a bit, would I still enjoy it? And I think this one I would have enjoyed much more than the, the first one. I agree. Because um, you kind of... to. To a point, you kind of have to like this one a bit more if you take the CGI into account because it is so, even with how well the first one holds oh, yeah. up, this one is nuts. It's on another level but, compared to any other movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it has to be said that the CGI is crazy. Like, it's groundbreakingly good. It's like so good, I am, like, I'm prepared for what's going to be the next 10 years of. Like, the rest of my life, I'm sure, is going to just have epic CGI now. If they just use this technology that they developed for this movie, like water CGI mm-hmm. and mocap underwater, I mean, they can do some crazy, crazy stuff with that. So, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm just happy with that. It, it turned out very well. Yeah. The, 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 the wait was well worth, is well worth the wait. I was, mm-hmm. I was impressed. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think I also like this one more than the first one, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's all. Is that all? You, I think that's all I really got to say. You got anything else you want to say? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I I think the third one's gonna have a lot of pre- pressure because it doesn't have the uh, the guarantee of brown brown what groundbreaking. There's the word groundbreaking <laughs> C- C- CGI because this one did have the benefit of that big gap you knew they were going to oh, do something that's why know. he's going to do fire this time because it's not going to be water yeah. it's going to be fire 
It's gonna be he's gonna yeah, develop it's... a new fire technology. Yeah, but I think they'll they're gonna have to really zone in on the story for the third one because they don't yeah. have the benefit. They they won't have the awe factor quite as much as this one because people will know they'll be expecting what they're gonna see visually. Yeah. So he, he yeah, up, I'm looking he, he sp- forward to the third one. He split up the script of the third of the second movie, like yeah. I said, and so this 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 one we just saw was the first half of that script. So yeah. This next one, Which I'm is crazy. assuming, is going to be nuts, if anything. Yeah. It's probably just going to build up right where this one left off. Like immediately where this one left uh-huh. off. It's just going to go. Uh-huh. There's not going to be a time jump or anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, solid movie. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, recommend it. It's really good. Um, I would definitely want to see it on this big screen, not see it on a small TV, the way to see it is in the movie theater, so. Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you're still here, gone this far, uh, this review is probably going to be around as long as the movie itself, so. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Uh, eat your fucking cinnamon rolls. Mm, Peace. Peace.